It's the VNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X92.9's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. It's Thursday, July 28th, 2022. I'm Beckler. Another hot day in Calgary. A friend of the show, Steve, sent me a message and said whenever it's hot like this, he thinks of that Simpsons clip with Hans Mole Man. Well, you're certainly doing your job today, Mr. Sun. Oh, rats. <laughs> Um, I also got a call from, I don't know who this morning, but it was somebody asking if I could play their song on the radio. And I said, you'll have to go through our uh, our music department because everything goes through music meetings and you know there's only so much time on the air. So they take a really good hard look at the songs that come out and decide which are going to fit with the station, which fit with the playlist. Uh, and this guy was like, how do I do that? And I said, well, you'd have to email our music director, Matt Berry, and send him your stuff. His information is all listed on uh, the X-99 website. This guy was like, can you get it for me? <laughs> I was like, do you want me to record the tune for you too, man? Like, you gotta, you gotta do a bit of legwork here if you're hoping to have your stuff played. That is not the way to go about it, let me tell you. On today's show, we're going to talk about Montana's cookhouse and the aesthetic of their building, something I noticed. Some retail rock... Are dogs a good judge of character? Part of your body you're supposed to be training that you didn't know about. We're going to talk about caffeine consumption. Pierre Polyev, Uncle P's new ad, new campaign ad. This controversy that's erupted around a food provider in Canmore and an offensive email that was sent out by one of their employees. I have an interesting would you rather that uh, my boys and I were talking about. We'll pose it to a listener of this show. First, you're out of context clip. You might not live on Shaughnessy Drive, but you probably do recognize it. VNS in 20 minutes or less. There is a writer and YouTuber uh, who I enjoy named JJ McCullough. He's based out of Vancouver. And he just posted a video earlier this week about you know, the title of the video, the video is Your City is Not Unique. And it's this 15-minute video where he talks about a bunch of different things that people think are unique to their city, but you can actually find all over the place. And he, a few that he lists are like a wedge-shaped building, which I don't think we have in Calgary, but a lot of cities do have. Outdoor Shakespeare performances, squirrels on the university campus. He even mentioned Spence Diamonds commercials on the radio. Uh, and then he touched on a few that we make fun of on this show quite often, how like whichever city you are in, that's where the worst drivers are according to you or like how this one if you don't like the weather you just wait five minutes we joke about that one all the time i think this is a newer one uh but one of his viewers suggested how every city calls themselves a growing tech hub and i've talked about this on the air as well you know when people say we need to uh, we need to diversify the economy in alberta we need to attract tech jobs as if every city in the world isn't looking to attract those same companies like as if tech money is this brand new thing and we're going to be at the forefront of it. No, everyone's competing for that same money. But there were a couple others that came up in the video and in the comments that I thought were worth mentioning. Microbreweries. Shauna and I disagreed on this one on the air just recently because she said she said Calgary's beer scene is uniquely good. And you know, maybe it is. She travels a lot more than I do, so she might know better than I do. But I think craft beer is just kind of like really having a moment right now. And you could probably find some pretty good breweries in most cities, wouldn't you think? Uh, here's another one from the comments this video. The river? Every city says, you should check out the river. Like, oh, the river valley is really beautiful. You know where cities tend to pop up? Near a river. Or how about another one Sean and I have riffed on over the years? How every city has their own local eccentric. 
you know, like some guy on the street who dances or wears something funny or whatever. Every city has one or several of those. And I mean, you might find all this to be disappointing that like cities aren't really that unique, that they all kind of have the same thing going on. I think it shows that we're we're all kind of the same, you know, like any rivalries between cities and stuff. It's like, we're really, we're kind of all the same, right? We're Springfield, you're Shelbyville. Although if we're talking about Saskatchewan, I mean, Shelbyville, they wanted to marry their attractive cousins. That is actually true. V and S in 20 minutes or less. My boys, uh, they're seven and five, and they're really into would you rather questions lately. Like if we, if we have some time to kill, they'll say, dad, ask us some would you rather questions. And they can be kind of whatever. Um, sometimes I even have to look them up online because I run out. But I came across a couple interesting ones the other day. Would you rather be able to talk to animals or read people's minds? Oh, talk to animals for sure. How come? Uh, I feel like it would just be like interesting conversations. I agree. Yeah, like think about what it would be like to be able to ask a hawk what its hawk eyes sees all the way up there. Or, you know, talk to... I'm assuming this would extend to insects too. Talk to insects, that sort of thing. And people are kind of weird and gross, and I don't want to know what they're thinking all the time. I kind of had the same thought. Yeah, I'd rather not know what's inside people's heads. Yeah. Okay, how about talk to animals or speak every language in the world? Oh, speak every language. Oh, really? Yeah. And why that one? Um, I'm a, like a, doing my master's, so I would have to travel a lot, so I feel like that would be super helpful. It would open up a lot of the world to you, wouldn't it? Yeah. See, I don't travel enough or encounter enough non-English speakers to really make use of that one. So I think I would still have to take talk to animals. I'll I'll say this though, if if we if all of us or even like some of us could talk to animals, there would probably be a lot more vegetarians in the world. BNS in 20 minutes or less. I had to go into a shop yesterday, one of these uh, specialty shops, and ask a couple questions about a little project I'm working on. And one of the funniest things about going into some of these specialty stores is the attitude you sometimes get from the people who are working there. I mean, if you go in with some questions, and depending on the type of store that, you, that we're talking about here, you can expect a little bit of attitude sometimes. Because like if it's a specialty shop, depending on what it is, this is that person's thing. They know it inside out, and your knowledge in comparison is going to seem uh, pretty pretty novice. So I go into this place, and I'm working on this project, and uh, I have a couple questions for the guy, which I thought were good questions. And I started with, hey, I just have some questions about this thing I'm working on. And the look he gave me was like, you are already wasting my time by prefacing your questions. Get to the questions, or get the f- and it's funny because when I was a teenager, those those interactions, I would just die. Like I remember going into a cool snowboard shop and asking a dumb question and like just instantly sweaty. Or like there was a music shop that I used to go to, and I swear the drum guy who worked there, like it was his goal to make you feel like you knew nothing about drums. He's like, my job isn't done until every customer walks out that door feeling like the huge piece of that they are. But now as an adult, I'm like, whatever, man. Like, you're the expert. That's why I'm here asking these questions. And I'm hoping to spend some money. Can we work something out? And then once he realized I wasn't a total idiot, he warmed to me a bit. He was actually quite helpful. But maybe something to keep in mind if you work in retail. I know it can be a thankless job. I know you can get tired of dealing with rude customers who don't know anything. But just remember that you probably know your stuff better than they do. So 
maybe that's an opportunity to pass along some of that wisdom. BNS in 20 minutes or less. Well, should we talk about this Valbella Gourmet Foods thing? Uh, I'm sure you know what's going on with this uh, this food company in Canmore. Uh, but if not, I'll, I'll bring you up to speed real quick. So Canmore Pride had reached out to this company asking them to sponsor an event. And they got a reply from the president of the company, Jeff Von Rotz, uh, where he just went off. And he accused them of being like child groomers and called them sick people. Had some not so nice things to say about trans people, just kind of out of nowhere. And then there was an explosion of outrage in response to that. Uh, and the company says they've removed him as president, though it, it appears to be a family-owned business, so I'm not really sure how removed he could really be. Uh, they've lost a bunch of contracts because of it. Online reviews for the business have been bombarded to oblivion. And even, like, this Jeff guy's phone number was on the original email that was leaked, so I'm sure that number is, is shut off. I'm sure that number is completely useless now. And I didn't, I didn't comment on this yesterday. I wanted some time to think about it, and it's since become kind of a national story. And I was pretty shocked, too, when I read the initial email, but I didn't want to make like a, a knee-jerk re- response to it. And you know, I have some thoughts on how much oxygen a story like this should even be given, but I mean, we could talk about that another time. And I'm also he- open to hearing why I might be wrong about any of this. But my first thought when I saw this was, why? Like, why, why the anger? I mean, some, some trans person is going to read that email and be like, what, what did I ever do to you? Why commit such a monumental business error? This has to be the dumbest move I've seen from a business in a long, long time. Like if you didn't support the cause, a simple no would have sufficed. Why go on this crazy tirade? What did you think was going to happen? Trans people and their allies eat food too. Why go after them and ensure that you, you slash your potential customer base like that? And I mean, granted, we didn't see the original request from Canmore Pride to the business, but there couldn't have been anything in there that would have warranted such a, an angry response. And my other thought, and this is kind of more of a footnote, but uh, I don't agree with review bombing a business like this. You know, people who have never been there. People who are outright lying in their in their reviews and are really proud of it. Like I saw one that was like, oh, I found a pube in my soup. I mean, if you don't want to support the business based on this incident, that is your free market choice. But to, to respond to his vitriol with like a thousand times more vitriol and then feel like you've done something, is, it, is that helping? Rather than use it as an opportunity to to bolster the trans community, which many people have. I mean, it comes out in this like, angry form i don't know and to to abuse a review service out of spite i'm never really down with that it kind of reminds me of when a movie with a female lead comes out and all the incels online are upset about it so they go on rotten tomatoes and they review it down into oblivion like you got a lot of time on your hands and i mean there are still people working at this business who had nothing to do with this guy's comments and the business will pay for the mistake they're paying for it right now they have like the most negative press you could ever get they've lost big contracts but I always think in, in these situations, the pile-on can be kind of ugly, too. I mean, really, though? What a dumb, what a soup-head move. What's the soup of the day? Oh, that would be Jeff, who's being a real soup-head. BNS in 20 minutes or less. I saw a campaign video the other day for Pierre Polyev, uh, who's vying for the Conservative Party leadership. Uh, a friend of mine loves Pierre Polyev, loves him, and he calls him Uncle P., and damn if that hasn't stuck in my head. Um, so you can take that as either an insult or a term of affection, depending on how you feel about 
Pierre and his politics, but I will be calling him Uncle P going forward, just so you know. Uh, anyway, in this video, he's sitting on the front steps of this house, and then he gets up and he starts doing the old walk and talk. And I'll just play you up until the relevant part here. If you want to know where I'm coming from, you have to know where I come from. This is the house in which I grew up. My little brother and I planted this tree decades ago. Here in the front lawn, we used to throw around the ball, and on this sidewalk, I used to carry newspapers in my first job as a paper boy for the Calgary Sun. At this point, I was like, oh yeah, that's right. Uncle P did grow up in Calgary. A lot of great memories here. You might not live on Shaughnessy Drive, but you probably do recognize it. And at that point, I was like, I do. I do recognize Shaughnessy Drive. And then I was like, okay, so if that's actually his house, it should be pretty easy to find. So I was in the I was in the area yesterday, and I just drove down Shaughnessy Drive, and sure enough, there is the house where he was sitting on the front steps, and the one he claims to have grown up in. Um, and then <laughs> a little bit later in the video, here, I'll just get to this part here. But he Houses says, just like these ones uh, here on this street worry that they can't afford to run their landscaping or a carpentry business because putting $2.50 diesel in a truck like this is not affordable for the average working guy. And then he passes his neighbor's Dodge Ram truck right there, points at it. Someone guarantees someone's watching that. It's like, hey, that's my truck. I always wonder with these videos, though, because I remember like a few years back, Andrew Shear made a similar commercial like this, similar video where he was coming out of an apartment building in Regina and was talking about the neighborhood he grew up in. And I was like, did he have to like ask for access to the building? I'm sure he did to film. And in this instance, like I wonder if uh, if Uncle P had to ask for for permission to film on the front steps of this of his old house. And I mean. Is that all also like if his family still lives in the house, still owns the house? I mean, you might not want to tell everyone where you live, right? Like I said, it was pretty easy to find. And if his family doesn't, if someone else lives in the house now, would that not like risk bringing on potential potential trouble for them? Just from people who maybe aren't crazy about old Uncle P? Like, do you not have some drive-bys going on? You suck, Pierre! Pierre doesn't live here anymore. Oh, well, you suck for living in his house. B and S in 20 minutes or less. I think I found the man who might consume the most caffeine of anyone I know. It's one of my gym buddies, and we got talking about this at the gym the other day. Uh, and he said, he admitted to me that he drinks every day, two cups of coffee in the morning to get started, five or six Diet Cokes throughout the day, three to four energy drinks, like, we are well over 1,000 milligrams of caffeine at this point. And he said he sleeps like a baby, which I was like, man, that's got to it's gotta be doing something to your guts, something to your sleep schedule, your circadian rhythm. And he said no. He said he falls asleep automatically every night, sleeps through the night, wakes up feeling refreshed, and then <laughs> dives headfirst back into the caffeine by the sounds of it. Holy crap. Like, they recommend 400 milligrams of caffeine Per day is a kind of the upper limit for an adult. That's the safe amount. And many of us would be close to that, if not over it, depending on how much caffeine you drink, how much coffee, if you drink energy drinks. I would be close to that most days, just through through like my pre-workout and some of the other supplements that I take. I'd be probably over 400 most days. But that's the thing about vices, is you just have to find someone who's way wor- whose vice is way worse than yours is. Right, so I can just look at this friend and be like, "Wow, man, 
I might need to cut back on the caffeine, but at least I'm not you. BNS in 20 minutes or less. I got a message from a friend of the show here. Didn't get their name, but uh, they said, I know a guy back home in Rosetown. Rosetown's a Saskatchewan shout out. That drinks so much Coke that the delivery semi used to stop at his farm on the way from Saskatoon to drop off pallets of Coke for him. Holy crap, that, that is a ton of coke, man. There was a guy that used to work at the radio station here, and uh, stop me if I've told this story recently, but um, he used to drink, I believe, six liters of Diet Coke a day, and he would bring it into the station on a dolly. This is before my time here, but that's a phenomenal... Uh, six liters? Six liters of anything in a day is a lot. I drink six liters of water a day, and it's sometimes a chore to put that much back. Diet Coke? I have a cousin that used to drive a chip truck for Old Dutch, and his route was up through northern Saskatchewan, and he had like 37 house calls on his route. See, I don't know anybody who gets the chips delivered directly to their house. Then again, that's fairly remote up there, so maybe it makes more sense to buy right from the company, and I know sometimes the prices at northern stores could be jacked up. So that one makes a little more sense. Rosetown is not that remote. Like, they have a grocery store at Rosetown where he could get his his coke but he's just going through too much of it needs the semi to stop at the farm and unload the bns and 20 minutes or less podcast i got an interesting ad on instagram yesterday amidst all the underwear ads that i was telling you about uh this was for a product uh by a company called chisel it's a jawline exerciser so it's this little rubber thing that you're supposed to chew on to help get a more defined jawline and when it came up, I wish I could play the ad for you. I didn't save it. When it came up, I was like, is this a joke? It's not a joke. No, for $120, you could get yourself a jawline exerciser toolbox, which is three sets of these little rubber things that you pop in there and you chew on for no more than 20 minutes per day, they warn. And you're supposed to get a, a more square and, and defined jawline from it. Cool. <laughs> I mean, like... Old gum would achieve the same thing, wouldn't it? Like you chew a you chew a piece of bubble gum just a bit too long. I mean, some gum it happens right away. Double bubble, you get like ten seconds of flavor, and then you're exercising your jaw after that. And it doesn't cost you 120 bucks. Hell, you could get a year's supply of double bubble for 120 bucks more. The whole family, the kids too. <laughs> you guys would have the craziest jaws in town. Man, you could you probably feel just as dumb as I did to find out that you've been. Skipping jaw day all this time. BNS huh. in 20 minutes or less. I got a funny message from friend of the show, Jacob, yesterday, and I'm just going to read it to you. He said he heard a phrase that kind of irked him, and he wanted to pass it along. The phrase was, this is Jacob speaking now, my dog is a really good judge of character. Jacob says, now I don't know about you, but that seems like one of those sayings that are so completely devoid of substance and contribute nothing to a conversation, yet people say anyway. Like, how do you know that your dog is a good judge of character? Did he bark at a murderer once? Or does he just like people and you only ever introduce him to nice people? How many people is your dog judging? <laughs> and I thought that was pretty funny. I've heard that too, but I've never really thought about it like that. Like, how do you know? How do you know what this person, what the people you're introducing your dog to have done? What they're really like? You might not know. Hitler had a dog. In fact, uh, Norm Macdonald released a special a few years ago, a comedy special called Hitler's Dog, and he had a joke about that. Hitler actually had two dogs. I didn't know this. He had a German Shepherd named Blondie, and then he bought another German Shepherd as a companion to Blondie called Bella. 
So he had two German Shepherds. And you know what? Those dogs probably had no idea. V and S in 20 minutes or less. I have some more retail rock submissions for you. Songs that uh, you will generally only hear in a retail setting these days. Songs that were big enough that you know them, but they live at the grocery store now. Which is... <laughs> It's kind of sad. It's a very specific sound, and we get lots of submissions from friends of the show, and I think people have really dialed in the sound that we're talking about. I don't remember who submitted this one, but it's right It's right there. Yeah, that is a very uh, of the time and place that it was written. And I don't know where you'd hear that song these days. Here's another one from uh, our retail rock professor, friend of the show, Blair. We may have featured this one before. I don't remember, but it it almost sounds like it was produced. It's one of those songs that has like the production sound that works so well in a in a grocery store. I think that song you, you will sometimes hear outside of um, a retail setting, though. Like, I know it was in one of the seasons of Stranger Things. So does that mean it's not retail rock anymore? I don't know. Uh, this one's retail rock. Man, that was such a big song by Vertical Horizon. Again, just really nailing that kind of late 90s, early 2000s, middle-of-the-road alternative rock. Perfect for a grocery store. But that song was number one. It was number one. You know it. You know it for sure. But where are you going to hear it these days other than Safeway late at night? VNS in 20 minutes or less. I drove past Montana's Cookhouse yesterday. And you're familiar with what the outside of Montana's Cookhouse looks like, right? Like, most of them look the same. I've seen the odd one where they clearly took over a space, like a restaurant space from someone else, and it doesn't look quite like the standard one. But most of them are in the parking lot somewhere, and if they if they get to build their own building, then it looks like a saloon. It's meant to look like an old-timey saloon. It's got the brickwork and sometimes even, like, a western mural on the side and the saloon doors, sometimes a hitching post. And it's got, like, the windows upstairs. And that's the part that cracked me up because those windows are really just for show, right? If you're inside, there's no, like, upstairs to most Montanas. There's no, where do those windows go? They're just false windows. Maybe there's some offices up there. I don't know. But in a saloon, you know what would be behind those windows, right? A brothel, a whorehouse. So now I can't get it out of my head that upstairs at Montanas, there's prostitution going on. Downstairs, you got families, you got kids coloring on the, the, the table paper with crayons, you got birthday songs going on, and upstairs, straight prostitution. There's a madam running the place, and you know what's going on up there, right? Grizzled old prospectors coming off the trail looking for some comfort. That would be super funny. Dude, every once in a while, someone upstairs requests that big birthday hat with the horns. Bring that upstairs. Let's have some fun. You've been listening to the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS in 20 Minutes or Less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.